Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cultivate. My name's Anna Schmidt, and I'm your host. And today I have with me Maggie Billman. Um, so welcome, Maggie. Happy Hi. Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to start off, can I just have you tell our listeners um, about your a little about yourself and then also a little bit about your position with SGA and what it is and how you came to it? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Maggie Billman, as Anna said. Um, I'm a sophomore here at K-State. I'm studying secondary education with an emphasis in speech and theater. Um, I'm also studying writing, so lots of fun there, and, and leadership studies as another minor. Um, and then within SGA, I serve as the speaker pro tempore. Um, I guess casually we call it like the vice president of the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just help oversee the legislative process, um, help do some educational activities for senators. Just a lot of fun stuff. I get to communicate with a lot of cool people. I really love it. Mm-hmm. So like on your average week, how much time do you spend on SGA and what are your... I guess, tasks that you're doing? Yeah. Um, it just kind of depends on the week. Um, I would say a typical week, I probably spend six to eight hours in meetings and then probably another five or six just sending emails. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send out the minutes and take the minutes for our, our Senate meetings every Thursday. Um, and then I'll update the legislation. Um, my job is to whenever we have like a bill or resolution passed within Senate, um, my job is to kind of proofread that, print it off, um, and then get the signature from the speaker and the student body president. And then Mm -hmm. I upload that and send it out to whoever it needs to get sent out to. Um, As well as that, I just get to do fun stuff like this and come and talk to people and tell people a little bit about SGA. Um, I really like to talk to students about what their needs are and what they'd like to see from SGA. So, Mm yeah, yeah. Cool. Does that kind of yeah. answer your question? Yeah, cool. for sure. So, like, um, going into the position, I guess, what did the position have to offer um, as far as your personal, like, interests or goals? Um, what are you, I guess, you, you kind of just said, you know, um, meeting students' needs. But, yeah, what is the position? Why did it interest you? Um. I don't know. I just I got the email my freshman year uh, to come check out what we have. It's called the intern program, and it helps people mm-hmm. just get acquainted with SGA. Anna was in the intern program. Yes, I was. Yeah, uh-huh. she was an awesome <laughs> intern. Um, we were together in, in our class, but yeah. Um, I think the position just intrigued me from just the clerical side of it. I think that sending emails and making sure things are in order is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from that, I get to have like weird nerdy conversations with people. Um, just about legislation and whether or not we think our documents are equitable and Mm -hmm. fun stuff like that. Um, I think the main thing that interested me, though, was to just have something that I could commit to and pour myself into that was bigger than me um, Mm -hmm. and something that I got to help out students while I was doing. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever got to do. So, yeah, I definitely realized in the intern program and after, you know, maybe working on campaigns or mm-hmm. um, I was a senator, not anymore. Yeah. Um, but you're busy doing all this cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah. 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 But I definitely 
noticed the side the the more technical side of things that a lot of people got into um Mm -hmm. and that just i think is a special kind of person because it's difficult for me to get into you know editing bills and resolutions and things like that i do get to kind of break some of that up though um I serve as like an ex officio member for our diversity, equity and inclusion committee. Mm -hmm. And so there we get to brainstorm big ideas of how to bring new voices into SGA and Mm -hmm. how to be a more inclusive body. Um, And so I think I definitely get to flex both sides of my brain um, with that. So, yeah. So as the speaker, do you um, are you required to be on a committee or is that just by choice? Um, So. It's legislated that I serve on that committee. Um, Specifically that one. Uh Yeah. uh, I also help. I I chair the diversity programming um, committee. Committee. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. said committee twice, but um, (laughs) we provide funding for events that bring like diverse speakers, um, just any sort of programming events to campus that cost over $3,000. So I get -hmm. to connect with a ton of cool people that way um, to bring educational events to campus um other than that though if i just want to pop into a meeting i do yeah um i mean every student has the right to go to any meeting with the open meeting policy so yeah i didn't know if you had a special interest in de in diversity equity and and inclusion committee or if yeah if it was legislated oh dear sorry i got myself tangled (laughs) up there um no i definitely think it is a special interest um I some of my good friends are on that committee. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, we're working on outreach projects to go around to different multicultural groups and present about SGA. Um, I think that SGA definitely could do a better job of being more representative of all students, um, and mm-hmm. that's definitely something that members are passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so, it's it's really fun to get to be the legs on the ground for that. Yeah, for sure, and it's yeah definitely very relevant. Um, yeah. So also something else I know you're working on right now is the spring mental wellness day advocating for that. I'm fairly out of the loop on where um, you guys are at in the process of advocating for that or obtaining that. So yeah, if you want to explain what that is, I guess at all. um, And then where you're at. Of course. Um, So with COVID, unfortunately, the university decided to move spring break to an extension of winter break. Um, so instead of having a distinct split in the middle of semester, they chose to just tack on an extra week to winter break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was a pretty responsible decision to keep um, extra traveling from happening. Um, we actually made like national news for, for being a school that decided to do that to protect students. So mm-hmm. go cats. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that that was a good decision as far as COVID goes, but as far as students' mental health and staying motivated throughout the semester, I think right. that that was kind of a detrimental decision. Uh-huh. Um, so to kind of combat that, we took some student input and we, um, wrote up a resolution that, um, so a resolution is a type of legislation that just makes a statement about something. Uh-huh. So um, we wrote a resolution suggesting that we have two um, well-being days in the semester. So, um, excuse me, um, allergies. <laughs> um, we decided that it would be smart to have probably two three-day weekends, um, again, to dissuade students from traveling out of state for like fun Mm -hmm. um 
So those were proposed for, I think, February 22nd and April 5th. Um, those are both Mondays. So mm-hmm. um, in collaboration with the provost and with faculty, it's been decided that one of those will be an academic Monday and one of those will be treated like an academic Tuesday. So the day off will be a Monday. But when we come back on that Tuesday, you'll tentatively, if it gets approved, go to your go to your Monday Monday classes. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Just so that like professors feel like it was an even split. Yeah. Um, So in correspondence with like the the I think it's university calendar committee, um, Uh President Whitmer and Vice President Lundeen have been serving on that committee and advocating in that way. Um, But through feedback there, that's kind of been decided on. Um, Provost Tabor seems pretty on board. So Right now, we're just waiting on final approval from the university. And then after that, it'll probably go on to Kansas Board of Regents for their final approval. But I think we have a pretty good shot at getting those mental health days. So. Yeah. yeah, I was reading up on, well, I read your article, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and was just kind of looking into it. And I definitely, um, I liked the point about how um a lot of students who live more than you know two hours away or something yeah may not have the opportunity to go home at all for spring semester unless Mm -hmm. they're given you know like a three-day weekend rather than just like a random wednesday off or whatever yeah it's really hard um i mean even myself i live three and a half hours away and so this weekend like i'm not going to be done for the day until about 6 30 tonight and Mm -hmm. like i won't get home until about 10 and just even thinking about that is kind of exhausting for me. So I can't imagine our out-of-state students yeah. um, not getting to see their families at all. Um, I think that that would be extremely hard on students and on their mental health. So Yeah, especially I feel like I can't imagine being a freshman this year. It just seems no. like such an interesting way to do your first year of college because your first year is already so difficult in a lot of ways being away from your family learning how to manage your own time and learning how to make friends and now a lot of that is you're having to learn it in a in a I don't know sort of a bubble I think yeah right like you try to keep your circle small for safety's sake but like for your sanity's sake it's super hard yeah you want to, yeah, you want to meet new people and do all the new things and stuff. But that is something I was going to ask you is um, as a freshman, you got involved quickly. And I mean, I didn't say this at the beginning, but your position on SGA is a is a pretty intense. It's one of the more demanding positions and a little bit of a hard one to get. So um what advice do you have for freshmen? Might be a weird question because you're just a freshman, but what advice do you have to new students, students moving away from home, mm-hmm. um, students doing new things? Um, yeah, about putting themselves out there or? Yeah. Mm, so that's an interesting question. And I think I'm still trying to figure that out as well for myself as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that something that I'm really glad I had coming into college was the fact that I was okay with spending time with myself and like I had my own hobbies that I loved to go home to I like to crochet and sew and Mm -hmm. do things like that with my hands and be creative um and so finding ways to to be okay on your own I think over quarantine we've all like made some hobbies and stuff um so finding like something that you enjoy centering yourself with and and getting 
like right with yourself in your own headspace yeah. and then building up your confidence to be able to go up to people and say, hi, my name is so-and-so yeah. and I want to be involved in this and this is why. Yeah. Um, and then having yourself to fall back on, right? If other people don't like you, at least you like yourself. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was just thinking. Like a big part of being able to put yourself out there and get into like bigger social situations comes from first not needing that and Mm -hmm. being okay with being on your own because yeah you said it exactly like that was a really good way of putting it just when when you're good with yourself you're you're at least a little bit better at taking rejection if you're in a if you're in a new situation and people don't like you or something gets awkward or whatever so yeah and I mean no matter how many meetings I chair or how many people I like put my hand out to shake and try to make connections I still get nervous talking to people Mm -hmm. I still Mm -hmm. like every time I log into a zoom meeting I get nervous sweaty and like I'm afraid I'm gonna say the wrong thing or I don't know just look like a fool but um I don't know life's tough and Meeting friends is always tough, but Mm -hmm. I think just practicing, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's what I've learned in my, I guess, two and a half years now is that you just have to keep doing it. You just have to keep putting yourself in weird, hard situations until finally, I do think I am finally getting at the point where... I'm not super, super nervous to go to new things. And yeah, like I'll get nervous for whatever, but not to not to the point I used to. And I guess that's true for all things that you're practicing in life. If you do them enough times, they become less scary. So, yeah, I don't know. I think some of the coolest experiences I've had are just like going up to people and introducing myself and trying to find common ground Mm -hmm. like. Oh, I can remember, this is so cringy. I can remember this one meeting um, when I was an intern in SGA. After mm-hmm. a Senate meeting, I walked up to um, who, the guy who has the, or had the position that I have now. His name's Nathan Bothwell. Yeah. He's our speaker now. So we share an office, office now and everything. But I went up to him after Senate, after he was sitting up at the table in front of the whole body and leading the whole thing. I went up to him and I was like, hi, my name's Maggie and I'm an intern. Um... I just wanted to know or wanted you to know that I'm like glad to meet you and look forward to working with you in the future. Mm -hmm. And he told me a few weeks ago, he was like, I thought you were like the most cocky, stuck up, like full of yourself person in the world. Really? Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, my word. Um, I I don't know. I guess it was like weird of me to do that. But I don't know. It paid off. Uh, Oh, well, I made those relationships. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, SGA, like that Senate room, is an intimidating place. It's a lot of people who, I don't know if they do know what they're doing, but they definitely appear to know what they're doing. You're exactly right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I guess getting involved in SGA is kind of like, that's probably one of the more, not, well, it's easy to get involved in because people are welcoming, but it's also, it has its difficulties because you feel I guess a little bit of intimidation mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah I think it has a big name right and even if you don't know the particular goings-on of SGA right like it seems kind of big and foreign and scary but it's really not and like you said the people are typically more than willing to help you mm-hmm. I think a problem we're having now is just zoom and like it it yeah. sucks because yeah. 
um, we're not able to have meetings in person. You can't like lean over to your neighbor and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just debated that way yep, or whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, you have to like send it on the private chat exactly. and then, oh no, you send it to the whole group. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. but I don't know. It is scary. It is scary. But I think that Speaker Bothwell and I are, are trying really hard to make it not that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a goal that we had. And then we got put on Zoom, but I think we're still making some progress in that way. So Yeah. Cool. Um, after, I guess, it's been almost six, seven months now, um, of the, yeah, of the things that you've had to do, what do you think has been the most challenging thing about your job? Ooh. There's Mm. a little bit of an obvious answer in COVID, but I guess, um, and and we just talked about Zoom, but, um, Ooh, I guess one of the the more difficult things that Nathan and I have had to do together is just pick like our committee chairs. Um, so there's six committees in SGA in the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you want to say what those are? Yeah, of course. I'd love to. So we have three funding based ones, um, which are the privilege fee committee. So that big like almost $500 fee that you pay every semester, students actually decide where that goes. Um, So if you're ever interested, um, pop onto a meeting or email me or whatever, and I'll Mm -hmm. get you hooked up. But there's the privilege fee committee, and then there's the travel allocations committee, and then the on-campus allocations committee. Um, And those just handle travel and on-campus funding allocations. Um, And then there's three project-based committees. So there's that diversity, equity, and inclusion committee that I um, touched on earlier. There's also the governmental relations committee. They work on like get out the vote efforts. Um, In the past, they've worked on um, like affordable and equitable housing efforts. Um, Just a lot of connections that they're making with the city of Manhattan. And then finally, there's our Senate Operations Committee, and they do most of the nitty gritty work, like making sure that the legislation people have submitted is is okay to go to Senate. Um, They do Mm -hmm. a lot of work with um, like student body elections and stuff like that. So those are the six um, committees Mm -hmm. that are involved in SGA. There's actually at-large positions for those. So next year, if you're looking for an easy way to get involved in SGA, look out for that application. But um, yeah, so at the beginning... Well, I guess it was spring um, yeah. at the end of last year, whenever I was elected. One of the jobs that we had to do is pick the six people who fill out those committee chair positions. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole bunch of applicants. I don't even remember. Probably like 12 to 15. Like there were a, a bunch. I might be over exaggerating, but there were a lot of really qu- qualified people that we had to turn away. And I was so new to the position and still green to SGA. And I had to call people and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. We decided that someone else should have this position. And that was such a hard thing to do because, like, one, I didn't feel qualified to do that or confident enough in myself to do that. And then also just, like, the whole idea of telling someone that I didn't want them to have a position because I did. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to have all of the things (laughs) that they want. Um, And so that was super hard to deal with in and of myself, like people that I had admired for a long time and telling them that we had decided to go another way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's probably, it's probably hard for anyone, professors, adults, whatever, but we are in the position where we're getting those calls also for other things that we're, 
you know, if we apply for something and don't get it. And yeah. so it's, it's very easy to empathize with how people are feeling when they mm. get a rejection call. So I can imagine I mm, I would struggle to do that, too. Yeah. I'm a I'm a yes person. I hate letting people down and telling people no. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah. And it it's I was relating to what you were saying because I'm on Manhattan in the magazine here and I have a little bit of a leadership position. And, you know, I've only been at K-State for a year. I transferred um, my sophomore year. And so like I was a transfer. It was my first year here now it's my second but I've only been here a year and now I'm like in a leadership position which I'm happy about proud of myself all that but then you do feel weird Mm -hmm. telling other people what to do because you're like I know I'm not that qualified either (laughs) I didn't know you transferred where did you transfer from I went to a school in Oklahoma called UCO University of Central Oklahoma Oh, okay cool yeah I didn't know that I live really close to Oklahoma oh really where are you from uh, Southeast Kansas. It's like by Oklahoma and Missouri. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a. I had a little bit of a weird journey here, but I'm really glad I ended up here. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I was going to ask you um, was, what do you love about K State? Oh gosh, I love everything about K State. Well, not everything. I love most things about K State. <laughs> I think um, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. Um, for one, I think everybody looks great in purple. I think like it doesn't matter like if you're a, like male or female or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what your skin tone or complexion looks like. I think everybody looks great in purple, and it's such like a warm and happy color. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, I think that our like pride, it, like you just go to a football game and you just feel it. You know, like mm-hmm. it just feels like everybody wants to be here. Um, everybody hates KU mm-hmm. and um, like we just we love our, our university I think that that's something very unique about us um, something else that I like is that I think K-State is a school of innovators right like in our founding we were an agricultural college or whatever but since then we've grown and developed to have like so many opportunities for students and so many unique things to do. And I think that when you bring people whose talents are just everywhere together and whose experiences like span the whole globe and and you bring all those people together into tiny little Manhattan, Kansas, I think that that's such a special feeling. Yeah. And of course it causes friction, but um, like it takes friction to grow. So yeah, yeah I love that about K-State. Yeah, I would totally agree on the, I guess, school pride. I guess that's the only way I can think of putting it. But, like, um, attitude towards the school um, is something that I love about it here, too. And part of the reason I transferred was because the school I was going to, I wasn't feeling a ton of that. And K-State has been a totally new experience for me in the way that it's... uh, People love going here, yeah. you know, like people are proud to say they go here. And and I think when when bad things happen or conflict happens on campus, I think that's why people get so upset is because they understand like what this community is supposed to be and like mm-hmm. how loving and accepting and open it's supposed to be. And so um, I don't know, whenever things fall short, I think that that's why people become so upset because 
we're a family and when you mess with someone that's a member of your family it hurts Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I don't know I just love the growth in here I love I love the growth at K-State so yeah yeah is there anyone in your um who has I'm trying to figure out um, the best way to word it. Okay. Is there any? Is there anyone you've come across in your journey at K State um, who has like influenced you, or I guess ignited that love for K State in you? It yeah. could be a classmate or advisor or yeah. Um, I don't know. There, I've met so many cool people here. Okay, I'm gonna go with a cheesy answer, and I'm gonna say my um, SGA mentor, Hannah Heatherman. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know, yes, Hannah, uh-huh. she's the best. Um, but she was my mentor in SGA. You get paired up with someone when you're an intern, and she was speaker of the Senate at the time. And like, just watching her passion and how strong she was um, through even some difficult situations, and how much she loved herself, and like knew that she had the capacity to like make change and make our university a better place really really inspired me like especially as a woman she's just such a strong woman Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big girl power gal but Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah she inspired me and continues to inspire me with the work that she does with our SGA interns this year so I think she's a cool gal yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah so um do you have any so moving forward um just looking at other people in SGA or other people on campus, are there any positions you hope to one day acquire or do you have any aspirations in that respect um, in SGA? Um, so right now, I think that my goal for next year is to just empower someone who... Um, I feel is a solid representative of the student body. I really want to be solidly involved on like um, a presidential campaign, um, whether that means some um, like role for me, I'm not really sure yet, but um, I think that our university needs, um, I think SGA needs more people of color in it. Um, Mm -hmm. We need more diverse perspectives um, and this might be a hot take, but we need someone in that office who's not Greek. Um, not that I don't love like Greek life on campus. I think that it's a great aspect of campus for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't had a non-Greek candidate, and I think like well, not candidate, but position holder, and I think like eighteen years. Oh wow! Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I'm looking for forward to, and I'm excited to take part in. Um, yeah, not sure what the next year looks like for myself, but, um, I want to be someone who empowers voices that haven't been heard in a while. So cool. Yeah. 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 Um, what has been your favorite thing about being on SGA? Ooh. Okay. I love SGA because even when people disagree with something that we're working on, we can come back to the common ground that each person is doing what they feel best for student that they feel is best for students. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So even if myself and let's say Nathan, who I share an office with wholeheartedly disagree on a bill that is being worked on, we can be okay with each other at the end of the day because 
we know that we're both just trying to do our jobs the best that we can. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned like that I believe that SJ needs more diversity um, a second ago. And at the beginning of the year, um, we had an, uh, an open period speaker. Oh, gosh, what was her name? Um, she's I was there from for that. I don't remember her name. Jessica though. Elmore, Dr. Jessica Elmore. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about the need for diversity, not for diversity's sake, but for the sake of of conflict and conflict of ideas and people like viscerally standing up and saying, no, this is what needs to happen. And another group saying, no, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. And I think that that's what's what's necessary for growth. Um, And so even when those points of conflict do happen, we can come back and still be okay with looking each other in the eye because we know that we did what we think is best for students and they would know that they like did what they thought was best for students. I love that. And it's not it's not partisan. So I think that that's also a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree that that's something I noticed um, during my time in SGA was there is always a little bit of drama, a little bit of and spicy cynics are the best. (laughs) Oh, they're so fun. A little bit of, you know, arguing, debating, all of that. But um, everybody has a little bit of a bond with each other yeah. despite that. And I mean, I think that's something cool about SGA and as cheesy as it sounds, I think that that's something cool about living in America and living in a place where you are constantly confronted with people who believe the exact opposite as you mm-hmm. and still you decide to coexist with them yeah. and to, in a lot of cases, love them anyway. Yeah. I think that that's that's something special um so that's a great answer yeah, i mean i, I didn't i didn't have an answer that i thought you were gonna give but <clears throat> i love that answer so cool well our time is kind of wrapping up yeah. um but i have one closing question that i like to ask which is it's a more personal question but um what is your favorite thing about yourself oh myself Mm. It's kind of a little bit of a hard question if you need a second to think about it. But the point of it is um, to reflect on our strengths, I guess. Yeah. And give ourselves credit. Hmm. I think that my favorite thing about myself is that well, I'm going to go back to what I talked about earlier is that I'm OK with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I often reflect on the areas that I have to grow on um, and I know that I'm far 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 from being a perfect person um, but at the end of the day I know that I can recognize when I've messed up and apologize for that um, and that I can go home and be okay with like sleeping at night and looking myself in the mirror because I don't know all you have is yourself and so I love myself yeah, yeah. that's a great answer yeah Alrighty, well, thanks so much for coming on, Maggie, and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day.